Hey there, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. Today, we're going to chat about kombucha, a fermented tea drink that dates back 2,000 plus years, but recently just exploded in popularity. Consider this. A decade ago, worldwide sales of kombucha barely inched above $500 million. This year, that number is expected to reach $6.5 billion. So why is this health-branded tea suddenly a must-have? And is it really worth all this attention? When we have questions like that, we reach out to our good friend and registered dietitian, Julia Zumpano. She's one of the many experts at Cleveland Clinic who pop into our weekly podcast to make sense of health trends. So let's see what she has to say about kombucha. Julia, welcome to the show. Always love talking with you. Thank you for having me today. Now, now I suppose like... Being a dietitian, I imagine you have people all the time coming up to you and asking you what they should eat, what they should drink, whether something's healthy. I mean, do you do you get tired of hearing those questions all the time? Well, I, I really do love what I do, so I love providing healthy information and and providing those answers to those typical questions. Uh, some of them, the only times it's it's gets tiring is when. There's a lot of marketing around something that may not be healthy, and I, I just don't like when it takes over the system. And um, we try to, you know, marketing takes over like nutrition and health information. So I guess that's the only time it's can be tedious. Well, and that's a perfect transition into uh, into kind of what we're talking about today, because obviously marketing has made uh, uh, kombucha uh, kind of the the big thing uh, right now. So um, as we get into that, let's just look with the basics. Like, can you tell us what is uh, kombucha tea? Sure. So kombucha is thought to originate in China or Japan. It's pretty much when you take green or black tea and you add specific strains of bacteria, yeast and sugar, and allow it to ferment for about a week. During that fermentation process, there's different different things that start to come up like acetic acid, uh, traces of alcohol, and then certain cat gases that really lead to that carbonation. Okay. And it gives it like a really distinct taste and flavor, doesn't it? It is. It's more of like a soury taste, almost like a vinegary taste. Um, depending on how much sugar you add, it could be more sweet or less sweet based on the sugar content. But yes, um, very specific. All right. Now, one of the things that obviously the, the, the big claim with, with kombucha is just that it does all these fabulous things. And that, that's been part of the whole marketing spin uh, on this product since it's grown so much. So um, there's a long list of, of benefits. So what about if we just kind of roll through them one by one? Sure, let's do it. All right, let's roll. Um, one of the big things that it says is that it can boost your metabolism. Uh, any, any truth to that? So we know that green tea is actually um, supportive of metabolism boosting. Uh, caffeine in general can boost your metabolism. It can uh, boost your resting metabolic rate. So when we know that these kombucha drinks are made from either green or black tea, we certainly gain the benefits of the green tea when it's made with green or black when it's made with black tea. There is a lot more research on green tea and a lot more benefits that have been proven through research on green tea versus black. But either one can provide some benefit there. You mentioned caffeine with it. Like, I, I guess I never thought of kombucha as something that was really caffeinated. Is there, is there much in it? Where does it fall kind of on that coffee scale? Um. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's less than coffee. So okay. it's more on the tea side scale. So teas average 
35 to 50 milligrams of caffeine per eight ounce cup. And coffee is closer to like 150. Okay. So you're only looking at about a third or less um, caffeine, um, coffee versus uh, tea. And kombucha would have a little less than that because you have other things that are added to it to dilute it. So um, I would say it's it's lower on the lower end, 35 to 50 milligrams, about a third of the caffeine of a cup of coffee. Okay. So it's not going to give you that jolt in the morning. Don't count on it. <laughs> Well, if you're, uh, if you're sensitive to caffeine, it certainly can. So if you're one that doesn't drink any caffeine at all, you may actually get a little jolt from it. So it, it could certainly add some benefit there. Okay. Let's move on to the next one, uh, weight loss, which I know is something everybody's looking for that magic, uh, the magic trigger for that. Um, can kombucha make you lose a couple pounds? I would say that that's a very tricky question. Um, there have been some studies that show, again, that the green tea can boost your metabolism, and that's kind of how it supports weight loss. But we really, weight loss is a very um, hairy subject. There are so many things that go into weight loss. If you're not changing your exercise routine, your diet routine at all, and you're just drinking a bottle of kombucha, I wouldn't expect to see any weight loss. But if you decide to maybe use kombucha as, as a health trend for yourself and you've decided to work out three days a week and really clean up your diet, I think that can be supportive towards your goal. But on its own, I don't think that there's much truth to it causing weight loss alone. Well, and I'm going to assume it's also one of those things, if you substitute it in for um, something else you're drinking, like if you're a, a, a soda drinker and you drop in kind of unsweetened kombucha, um, it, it may help just with the reduction in calories. Absolutely. All, all kombucha is a little bit sweetened because it is part of the fermentation process. Some are more sweetened than others. So you would want to choose one that has the lower amount of sugar versus higher but I do recommend kombucha to some of my patients who do tend to drink soda or drink, you know, flavored sweetened carbonated drinks. So that can be a nice way to reduce calories and then gain a lot of nutritional benefits from the swap there too. I love where this is going. A ton of great information coming out. So um, now we're moving into another thing that you see on, on these bottles is that it's going to help your gut health, which... Um, is a real popular thing to say nowadays. What do they mean when they say it? So that it can certainly do. Um, during the fermentation process, it does build bacteria. So we have bacteria in our gut and this kombucha provides healthy gut bacteria. So it feeds your healthy bacteria in your gut and it gives them something to grow on and feed and, and increase. So we want good bacteria. We want more good bacteria than bad bacteria in our guts. And that in and of itself has been shown to have positive benefits on weight and metabolism and, and overall just health and longevity. So we really do want to look at our gut health. And that's where kombucha can really, really help is increasing those good, healthy gut bacteria. I feel like the word that always comes up there, people talk about probiotics. I mean, is kombucha, is it loaded with those? It is. It is considered a probiotic. And that's um, a food that would contain some of those healthy bacteria. A yogurt, a kefir is as well, kimchi, um, sauerkraut, pickled vegetables, anything that goes through that fermentation process. Apple cider vinegar, those are all 
sources of probiotics that will help stimulate that healthy growth of that bacteria. Oh, that sounds like a whole episode we could have with you talking about those. So we'll have to we'll have to add that to our list. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on, uh, there's also claims that kombucha can help reduce inflammation uh, that has antioxidants. Um, is that true? Yes, there are antioxidants in kombucha. There are a ton of antioxidants in green tea. So that's where you gain a lot of those. Um, and that has been shown to suppress inflammation. So those inflammatory processes are suppressed with the whole slew and variety of antioxidants and, and polyphenols that are contained in, in the tea and in the, in the uh, fermentation in kombucha. Now, should people rely on it that much though? Cause I mean, it, it's, I take it, it can help a little bit, but it's, it's not a, a substitute for medicine. No, um, but I do think inflammation should be looked at as a holistic approach, just like weight loss. So drinking kombucha alone is not going to suppress your entire body's inflammation. But if you combine kombucha with an anti-inflammatory diet and you're using other herbs like um, cumin and garlic and cayenne that can support the suppression of inflammation, it's only going to help and work even further. So it's a whole picture approach, not individual. Well, and I think that goes right into our next one, which is whether uh, kombucha can help strengthen your immune system. Um, will it? Well, so there's a lot of different things that can strengthen your immune system, but following a, a healthier diet, you know, adequate sleep, high intake of antioxidants and polyphenols, which we know has that healthy gut bacteria that all helps support a healthy immune system. So it does kind of go into the big the big picture of the immune system and having little parts that it plays to help support that. And that goes, I've also seen some claims where they, they say that kombucha can be even a, a cancer fighter. I mean, is that something that fits in there? Yeah. So kombucha has antioxidants and antioxidants protect ourselves from being damaged. So cell damage leads to um, can lead to cancer and other diseases. So we want to protect ourselves as much as possible. The more cells we protect, the less damage we have, the less likely we, we are to have developing cancer growth, tumors, and other health concerns and issues. So yes, and at high levels of antioxidants can really help suppress the risk of cancer. And antioxidants can be found, of course, in kombucha green tea, but it's also found in adequate amounts of fruits and vegetables and healthy oils, so herbs and seasonings. So it's found in a variety of foods. So again, it's a whole picture. If you can follow that um, high antioxidant rich diet, along with having kombucha, you're only going to boost the benefit there. It, you know, it's amazing how many things in your life and with your health can be better if all you do is just eat a little healthier. <laughs> Um, it's so true because yeah. <laughs> we talk about so many things that are helpful to suppress inflammation, but really we want to cut out the things that cause inflammation that we know is causing inflammation in our body. And we know sugar leads to inflammation, like any table sugar or sweetened drinks or jams or jellies or syrups or bakery items or sweet dessert foods, ice cream, all of those things that are pretty much the foundation of the standard American diet. We know those are very inflammatory. We know high levels of processed fats and oils are very inflammatory. So processed meats, processed oils, processed foods, fried foods, breaded foods, all of those 
snack foods can lead to high amounts of inflammation. So, you know, we can't expect to drink a kombucha and eat all those ingredients and have these benefits because we won't get them. It's not going to erase your bad decisions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, so this next one is an area that I know is, is really a, a big one for you. And that's uh, whether kombucha helps with heart health. Yes. So uh, kombucha has been shown to help with heart health. You know, it, there's been studies that show that um, the green tea specifically can protect LDL from oxidation, which oxidation is kind of what activates and make that makes that LDL bad. It can be more likely to build plaque and, and create plaque building and fill up the lining of the arteries there. And that's what we really want to prevent. Okay. I always, LDL, I was it's the lousy cholesterol. That's why there's the L in the front, right? Yes. Bad cholesterol. Absolutely. Um, what about, I also heard that it has some detox properties, uh, which could help with your liver. Uh, any truth to that? Yeah. So we know that detoxifying the liver is extremely important. It creates um, less, obviously, toxins. And what are those? I mean, everyone exposed to so many toxins and um, our body's ability to get rid of those will help our body work at its best ability, you know, work at you, prevent things like cancer and, and um, gut gut disorders and um, skin disorders and diabetes and all those things that, that lead to those bad negative health outcomes. So there has been some studies that show that um, green tea and probiotics and, and those things can help kind of support a healthy liver and detoxification, kind of pull some of that, those toxins out. What, what about with blood pressure? That's another claim that comes up with kombucha a lot. Uh, will it help that go down? It certainly can. Again, it's a, a whole picture. Um, I haven't heard a ton of claims with blood pressure, but um, I'm, I'm sure that there's probably some back-end benefit from the, the antioxidants and the polyphenols um, that can certainly lead to kind of the vasodilation of your blood vessels. That could probably help there too. All right. Now, I, I think they just tie everything into these like feel good sort of drinks. And this goes in, uh, that, that kind of fits in there. Uh, and, and the last one is definitely in that realm, which they, there's claims that it is a mood booster. Um, can it just make you happier? So there have been studies that show that like moderate levels of caffeine can improve mood and, and boost your mood. And um, the green tea specifically has been shown since it's so high in uh, levels of antioxidants and polyphenols, it can also help boost mood. Uh, good gut health can also help with boosting your mood. So when ha you're having good bacteria in your gut, we really see that levels of anxiety and stress and depression go down. So if you're drinking kombucha on a regular basis and having that feeding that healthy gut bacteria on, on a daily basis or a regular basis, we really can end up seeing some of those positive benefits. Well, I mean, everything you just went over, there is clearly a lot of potential um, awesomeness to uh, kombucha. Um, is there anything in there, though, that, that isn't great for you? Are there any risks to drinking it that people should be aware of? Sure. So, I mean, one thing is that it does have sugar in it. So we don't want to drink it without control or moderation. So I think one bottle of kombucha a day is, is appropriate. 
keep in mind that, you know, they range from calories. So they're about 35 to 80 calories per bottle. Some want, some are even higher than that. So I try to choose a, a lower calorie because all the calories are coming from sugar in, in this case. So I think one would be appropriate a day to get the benefit. Um, if you're consuming a lot of kombucha, you can have some, um, some tummy upsets. So some increased, um, gastrointestinal symptoms that can be unpleasant. So you want to be careful with that too. I heard too that there's a danger. Um, some people like make their own and that there can be some issues if you do that. Um, I mean, of course, doing anything on your own can create issues of not doing it properly and, and you know, right combination of things, cleanliness, et cetera. Um, so, you know, if you do, you really want to be very careful, get a credible source to have, have uh, the proper way of doing it. Um, certainly nothing, nothing bad about purchasing it from the store pre-made too. So. All right. Are there any people who should, who should just avoid having it? I saw somewhere they were talking, if you were pregnant or uh, a weakened immune system, maybe you should stay away from it. You know, pregnancy would probably only be due to the traces amount of alcohol in there. Um, there's very trace amounts. So, um, even if you do a, a small amount, an eight ounce glass of kombucha, I, I don't think it's going to negatively affect um, someone who's pregnant. Um, it may even help with some of the uncomfortable feelings of pregnancy, like the nausea. Um, it could actually help with an upset stomach in some cases. Um, with a depressed immune system, I mean, certainly if you're making it yourself, I, I would avoid it. But if it's bottled and, and um, you know properly stored, I think... It's also safe to have a small amount there too. It can actually, like we said, build up your immune system. Um, caffeine is something else that we want to be aware of. So if you're sensitive to caffeine or you notice that your heart races or things like that, then you want to be cautious there about the caffeine. And again, alcohol, if you have any history of, of um, alcohol dependency, you want to be careful there too, because we want to know that there is a small trace amount of alcohol in there. And, I, and I'm guessing that this goes to the claim that we, we put with everything, where if you're in, you are somewhat compromised or, or have a health issue going on, uh, talk to your doctor or healthcare provider before adding something like this in. Absolutely. That's a very individual answer. So you really do want to seek um, medical advice there. We always do. If you have questions, ask them. It, it seems to be the general rule of thumb. Absolutely. Um, you had mentioned the alcohol in it, and I know kombucha, um, there is actually a trend towards having more alcoholic kombucha drinks. Um, people are always hoping to get their uh, alcohol and health benefits. Is that, are you going to get all that out of this, or is it just basically a cocktail at that point? Well, so you can get the benefits of kombucha because it is still fermented. You still get the probiotics, but you're adding, you know, the alcohol component, which is not going to help your liver you know, so it's not going to support that healthy liver. You're just adding more for it to detoxify. Um, and then, you know, anytime people drink, they tend to make less advised choices when it comes to their eating habits. So we want to, you know, keep that in mind. But if you're, you know, normally have a, a, a happy hour beer, you know, every Friday afternoon then or evening, and you decide to switch it with a kombucha, there's certain benefits there. And um, if you're binge drinking on kombucha, we're not necessarily gaining a ton of benefits. But if you're swapping out one maybe unhealthy choice for a healthier one, there certainly can be benefits there. 
Less advised choices was a very delicate way to get around a lot of the bad issues that come with uh, alcohol. So <laughs> kudos on that. <laughs> um, so bottom line with, with kombucha, um, is this something worth trying for people? Absolutely think it's worth trying. Yes, we've we've talked about a lot of benefits. Again, there's no, you know, huge medical journals that are, you know, raving about this kombucha. And there's not a lot of medical clinical studies that are showing all these benefits. A lot of these can be more observational. Um, certainly there is some research that supports, you know, benefits of green tea and probiotics. Um, we're kind of just plugging them into kombucha. But, um, you know, th there's really no harm, um, especially when you're replacing maybe a sweetened beverage or something not so um, nutritionally dense with, with kombucha. I think there's certainly, um, it's, it's worth, worth trying and seeing how your body reacts to it and seeing if it helps your digestion, if you feel any better, um, if you, um, you know, are maybe even more inclined to change your diet to improve it a little bit. So there's certainly benefits and certainly worth trying it. Well, that, that sounds like great advice. Uh, anything else that we missed or that you'd like to add in? No, no, just enjoy and keep the sugar content low. Hey, great tips as always. Thank you again for being here, Julia, and uh, look forward to having you back. Thank you so much for having me. There's obviously a lot of hype around kombucha and some evidence it may offer health benefits. It's worth a try, but don't expect it to work miracles. Until next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E-Podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.